Welcome to the e-commerce lab by Ecomsi. This is the place for everything related to Amazon private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Ecomacy, the place where you're going to learn everything related to Amazon FBA and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, founder and CEO of Ecomacy. And today we'll bring you Piero Pereira, who is one of the account managers at Avask. And today we actually have a very interesting topic, which is going to be the 12 steps to consider it throughout your seller journey. So we're going to be talking about the very early beginnings when it's just getting started with your business uh, all the taxes, all of that, all the way to actually exiting your, your business in your Amazon journey. So, Piero, thank you for being here. How are you doing, my friend? Hey, I'm very good. Thank you for having me, Vincenzo. This is such a pleasure. I'm a big fan of your shows. I've uh, recognized <laughs> you on LinkedIn. Uh, and I appreciate you bringing in the, the this this part of it. Obviously, I'm one of the account managers here at Avask. And as you may know, we are possibly post-Brexit experts by now. And we yeah. do need the VAT side of things. However, there is a genuine shift in understanding the whole world of e-commerce. Yeah. And, you know, for, from our personal perspective, the VAT side of things is incredibly boring. Uh, I'll be yeah. completely honest about that. <laughs> and there's many providers that will speak about you to, to you about the VAT side of things. I want to kind of go away from that and give genuine content for sellers that you've said that are um, starting the, the journey and sellers that are, com you know, towards the exiting and ending the journey through Amazon and selling in e-commerce. So thank you for having me. Um, it's a pleasure. So, yeah, I totally agree with you. I think uh, this episode episode is going to be very important for everybody that is, is is a bit confused about what are actually all the steps you need to go through from getting started to as you say exiting the long term because there are so many moving parts whenever you're actually doing an, an e-commerce business plan and the purpose of this is to make sure you understand what all the things you need to keep in consideration so you can have your business running as efficiently as possible so um, maybe let's get started with one of the first points which is a uh, where i've asked of course specializes which is the beginning in terms of your business information getting all the paperwork done so tell me a little bit about that and uh, what things people should consider on that first instance when getting started yeah absolutely um i think the business formation um i think when when we deal with businesses most businesses will be already set up by then right so whatever e-commerce you have asked deals with a company that comes into towards us they already know more or less what they choose um, obviously, we're based in the UK. We have UK and US accounting. In in the UK, you have you have three options. You can work as a sole trader, you can work as an LTD or an LLP, which is a limited liability partnership. An LTD is a standard company that most people and most companies will will decide to go for because it gives you a fixed uh, corporate tax rate when when you obviously file in your annual filings and you show your sales and you pay that um, corporate tax on your turnover. Um, similarly, sole traders is one of the most popular ones for startup businesses on Amazon. 
because yeah. you can start with individual accounts and as you gradually grow you can start thinking about registering for VAT you can think mm -hmm. about registering a company similarly in the US I know for a fact a lot of um, you know um, foreign entities will register for LLTs in the US because it's a huge facilitator thanks to the sure. IRS mm -hmm. and how easy it is to pay taxes in, in the US and because of double tax treaties as well um, yeah. there are for but for many companies that are growing in the US and have um, owners and directors that are um, resident in the US maybe applying for an S Corp and converting from an LLC to an S Corp can be beneficial in terms of you know being able to um, in terms of taxation however mm -hmm. you wouldn't get your for you know for a one case you wouldn't get your pensions so there are completely different options in terms of business formation it's completely down to each business and how you want to operate on how it works yeah, I, yeah please go ahead yeah yeah i just wanted to add that it's interesting that you mentioned all these different scenarios because uh, sometimes we have the misconception that when it comes to business formation it's just a a, a, a copy paste procedure for every single person and that's not the yeah. case that's why you have no. people like you guys have us that you will actually audit the the situation of the person and advice based on on, on the situation what is the most efficient way to uh, basically do your business uh, formation so it's tax efficient and all of that depending on your country and so on absolutely there are, it's better suited to some people it's completely down to the business that you want to run and how you want to pay your taxes and and, and deal with and how you want to expand as well and sometimes it's one way is actually for the 12th point of, we're going to talk about exit Sometimes it's easier to have one than the other. Yeah, yeah just for, sure. for sure. Um, the other point, the second point that we wanted to really look into, uh, and I think most, again, most businesses that come to us will have this sorted and will have an idea on what they they do. But there are also companies that facilitate this out there. Um, and that's the in inventory sourcing. You know, mm -hmm. where are you buying the product? Um, yeah. What in terms of the business that you deal with, in terms of what sort of experience have you have you been able to to get? Yeah, when it comes to sourcing, I mean, it's been a a, a mixed feeling in terms of uh, the countries people are using for sourcing because after what everything that happened with the pandemic and so on, a lot of people started to shift from sourcing everything from China to test other countries to have you know diversification and be able to you know be resilient during these difficult periods. So some of our clients now, for example, are testing more India, Vietnam, Thailand. Uh, some people also is shifting to, for example, Mexico when, in, I mean, one of the big plots of, for example, Mexico, and the reason it's been so much noise in the space about Mexico is because, first of all, you got everything that has to do with the nightmare of dealing with um, shippings uh, and waiting times from yeah. coming from China all the way to the US. And then you also have a, um, basically a trade tariff um, um, things that you can take advantage between the US and Mexico depending on the material and the product that if you are very smart and you know how to take advantage of, of that um, basically trades that are between both countries you can even save more money than sourcing from China so I mean there, there is a lot of uh, strategies that you can implement when it comes to sourcing I would say the most important thing for sure is doing is having actually a good agent an agent that can help you with that because yeah. at the end of the day when it comes to sourcing the most important thing you want to focus on is quality i know price is also important but there is no point on having the cheapest production and then having a product that as soon as it lands for example oh, on amazon yeah. it's going to give you one star reviews and so on so it's going to be always a balance between 
uh, the quality and then after that for sure the second thing which is very important is the pricing and also the terms you can come into agreement like for example if you're gonna pay everything in 60 days 120 days if you pay everything in advance all those things are very important which are part actually of a uh, we uh, we can also give you advice on that and it comes yeah that's a really, really, some really, really good points, especially about the payment side of things as well, especially the more units you buy, you don't want to commit too much of your cash flow because you don't know what the risk, what the risk is, especially when sourcing from China. And that is, that is the genuine truth because there's actually so much competition between manufacturers in itself over, over there, you know, um, and I really appreciate what you said about the shipping. It's something that's changed over the last couple of years. And I think ship, you know, shipping, locally and sourcing locally is becoming a lot more more and popular yeah something that we really thought about is finding local so um sourcing especially in europe um understanding is there a way to cut down the shipping costs and pay maybe a little bit of premium but be able to have that quality product that you speak about yeah. and for a fraction of the cost because you're not paying an obscene amount on, on shipping and import mm -hmm. duties yeah one thing that i we we currently really pushing with italian clients is mm -hmm. pushing that made in italy product you yeah, know for the sure. whole world is still wanting that italian product <laughs> you know, most, i still i still think most houses most luxurious houses and villas still have italian tiling because i know quality quality product I mean, really I, I totally agree. I think I think even that you're here, you live here in London like me. Eh, 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 maybe you know this place, but there's this place called Little Italy that's very famous, right? Absolutely. You can find everything from Italy. And every single time you go there, you, there are so many pro ideas. Every single time I go there, that is pros that are not in Amazon. They're selling like crazy in retail. So yeah. there's huge opportunity. And just to, I, I think, start concluding this point around sourcing. Uh, also consider something sometimes having a higher price but maybe searching in europe or closer to your your country it, it, it's not always the end of the world because the way i see it is i can end up paying more for every single unit but first of all i eliminate all the overhead and the stress of needing to uh, needing to understand time. yeah waiting yeah. time logistics delays uh, getting shipment lost and all of that and second of all which is the biggest plus for me is that even if i'm paying big more Per units, I'm not gonna have the issue of going out of stock because I have my uh, my production in my same country, yeah. and I I can do you know deal with issues very fast, right? And need to wait 30, 60 days. So also consider that it's not always pricing; it's also things such as time and quality that are also important to consider. Yeah, completely agreed. Completely agree. I want to go to the third point, and I think that this is an essential part of it, and this is where you and e-commerce come in, and have you put brought it i think an essential part of of the eco, kind of ecosystem that we work in in e-commerce and that is a mastermind someone yeah. that can give you with a launch strategy the content that you put out there on a daily and weekly basis has become essential for many of these startup businesses because you do need the guidance and one point that i'm going to stress over the next few steps is the importance of outsourcing your help because in so many ways these 12 steps are incredibly hard to do on your own. It's mm -hmm. near, near damn impossible. I will have yeah. that. Hence why someone like yourself that can generally be seen as a mastermind that knows that's gone through the experience can really help. So tell if you, if you could tell me a little bit about how you have guided businesses 
in terms of you know the launch strategy the mastermind behind that yeah we sell a launch strategy is, is one of the most important things when it comes to selling on, on amazon um, um because i mean you need to consider that even if you have an, an, an amazing product if you don't do these steps correctly you can end up uh, affecting the the success this product can have just for by making a beginner mistakes like you don't understand maybe you had to properly optimize your product listing you don't know how to use the right images for your product you don't know how to actually advertise on your comp your competitors or the right keywords to make sure you can basically start getting that noble effect of sales and get your position so there are a lot of moving parts when it comes to launch strategy i would say that's why it's very important always to either educate yourself and try to have as much knowledge as possible to be ready as soon as the product lands you know what to do and ideally with all our clients even before the product even start product pro, uh, production we already know how we're going to launch it because they are a big mistake when it comes to launching uh, the launch strategy is a lot of people think it's, a, it's an afterthought and it's just something you figure out once the inventory is within amazon but actually the yeah. opposite you should have all these a uh, clear and um, um, well defined because otherwise you you may encounter yourself having a container uh, of a product in, in the UK for example and then you don't know how to actually sell it because you didn't took the time to actually understand your, the avatar of your audience how to actually market it and how to efficiently actually sell this product within the Amazon and compete with others so I would say for sure educate yourself around this and I would say educating yourself is not always about making this yourself it's also about the fact that if you don't educate yourself you're most likely not going to be efficient when it comes to also hiring other people to do it for you because then when you end up hiring somebody you're not going to even know what they're doing or uh, I mean you don't need to know all the micromanagement of what they're doing but at yeah. least a high level of what means PPC what means uh, exact yeah, match yeah, campaigns absolutely. the basics because uh, you, you as the owner of your business need to understand at least the, the basics around all different areas of your business so very important and um, for sure try to work with professional like for example also that comes in that can help you with that side of things yeah yeah i think it's a great point about who's out who you're outsourcing to is a great point because not knowing what they do can be really frustrating because yeah. you're paying for a service and you're thinking they're not doing maybe they're doing a lot maybe they're doing nothing like you think you are i think that's a really really good point uh, but thank you for that. I think that's a great insight uh, for, for anyone that's really thinking about it. It's all a stepping process. You want to be, I think one great advice that you always have given is the proactivity about it. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you say, oh, I'm going to make that way, you're doing something wrong. You want to yeah. be proactive. You want to be one step ahead to yeah. be able to, to, really, to really succeed. For sure. Point four is our expertise at Avask, VAT. Mm -hmm accounting side of things and the marketplace advisory so as i said i don't want to go too in uh, in depth of it what i want to give is a couple of advices here is there's a number one rule that i tell all my clients the number one rule is if you're storing goods anywhere in europe you must mm. register for vat yeah. that is the number one rule that is uh, easy to remember <laughs> very easy to remember if you're planning mm. on storing goods anywhere in europe whether it's amazon your own warehouse any other marketplace in any other country in, in Europe you must register for VAT. That is mm -hmm. as simple as that. And that's what we help with. We'll help with the registration. We'll help with the filing when you're selling in those countries. We can help with the B2B transactions as well. So whatever is needed in terms of, of that is 
we can do it. It's very straightforward for us because we've done it for nearly 10 years now. Yeah. Okay. And I think it's important, sorry for interrupting, just Please. for uh, this extra point that it's even with one single unit. There isn't really a minimum of, of units. Yeah. So, and the reason why I want to mention this is because sometimes people get confused with the distance selling threshold, which you have yeah. a minimum, but with inventory, even one single unit, you, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Even <laughs> if you, yeah, if you, if for one, it means that you're storing, you're selling there, so yeah. you, must, you must register. So Good. absolutely, and that's as as much as you as I'll go into it. That's that's the mm -hmm. number one rule. The other thing is that you require something called a ERI number, URI numbers. Uh, you'll need one for the UK post Brexit. You'll need one for the UK if you're shipping into the UK, and one yeah. for one number for the EU to clear your goods in Europe. And it's it's just a number that actually looks a lot similar to your VAT number, and it helps you clear the goods in in Europe. And it's a necessity. It's something that we get fairly, fairly commonly. Uh, we actually include it in our service price simply because it's something that is directly related to VAT and it has to be linked to VAT. Um, I think you have already touched up the listing side of things. And that's point number five is the listing and the localization. Obviously, we talk a lot about the Pan-EU program, especially uh, expanding US and UK businesses back into Europe after the post-Brexit. Why can you go a little bit into the listing optimization mm -hmm. and why localization is so important? Sure, listing localization is a super important thing when it comes to expanding to new marketplaces. And in fact, uh, some of my presentation I've been doing overseas, like for example, in Mexico, are being heavily focused on this because when you expand into new marketplaces, it's very easy to do the mistake that if you have an English listing, you might just assume that you just need to translate them. Sometimes even people to be cheap, they just use Google translation, which is yeah. the worst thing you can do. And, and it's, it's very bad to do that because the first thing you're doing, first of all, is you're most likely you're not taking consideration what we call um, the community in which you're gonna be selling. You're not actually most likely gonna talk the tonality that they relate to this product, uh, the terminologies they use in, in, in the street, like in formal language, most likely you are not referring to how this product might be referred to in their culture, uh, habits, uh, all of that is very important. And that's why when you basically want to expand to these other marketplaces, and which is something we do personally, we always make sure we use somebody that is local uh, uh, within our team. So we make sure those people understand those markets inside out, and they can re effectively reflect that product within those communities. Otherwise, you might find yourself that when you do this translation just by using software, you might end up uh, sometimes talking about a, a product that you think you, are do, you did the translation correctly, but it means complete and not another thing. It happens a lot, for example, with our clients when they set between Amazon Spain and Amazon Mexico, even if it's the same Spanish, uh, there are so many products that they're completely uh, different. The same happens between Amazon USA and UK and even Canada, even Australia. So take in consideration this, don't just copy paste or translate your listing, actually put uh, you're thinking of doing the listing. In our case, we do it from zero. We don't even look at the other listing. We just ignore it. It's like doing a, a new product from the ground up just to make sure you actually using the data from that market and, and the reference from that market only. And, and is it specific for every, like every product that a company will do for every single SKU? Yeah, so for example, Every single product uh, that you are launching to a new market, we will do this. Of course, if we are talking about uh, 
you launch a, a, a product to a new marketplace and then you want to launch a different color, we might for sure just use that initial parent listing as a reference. But when it comes to coming from the first time to those, uh, to those markets, we always start from zero. Specifically, if their products are very sensitive when it comes to instructions and features like uh, supplements and stuff like that, yeah, for sure you want to do it from the ground. Yeah, amazing. Completely agreed. Um, We'll go to straight to the next point. This is something that sure. I do on a, on, a, on a constant basis. And it's either the shipping, the customs, and the 3PL and warehousing side of things and why that becomes so important. Um, there are facilitators in terms of yeah. where you want to ship your goods, it obviously depending on where you're sourcing. As we know, most of the companies are sourcing from China because that is the main port of, of, of yeah. production. But obviously, it's fully dependent on what type of products. Actually, a lot of fashion labels uh, go towards Bangladesh, India, Sri Lanka, mm -hmm. Indonesia, because that's uh, that's the market is facilitated over there. All those are factors in terms of one shipping cost and two where you are going to import the goods in, it's, whether it's the US, the UK, or the EU. Okay, especially for the EU, there are countries that are facilitated towards doing it. One of the best ports to clear goods in Europe is the Netherlands. You know, Rotterdam is incredibly famous for how facilitate how much they facilitate the clearance of goods. Okay. Yeah. Um, then you have the PVA schemes. I don't want to bore you with this again, simply <laughs> because it's a great facilitator, it's a great fat cash flow exercise. What it gives you the opportunity is to de defer your import VAT payments, actually save up to 20% when you import into France and up to 20% when you import into the UK. And these services are included in services like what I've asked offer you. Then you have the importance of the 3PL solution and yeah. something that is incredibly important that Vincenzo has already actually looked into is the, the stock limitation that you might mm -hmm. have when importing yeah. goods, right? When you run into those stock limitations, what do you do? Are you going to ship a thousand units because each time mm -hmm. because Amazon is stopping you from doing so? No, you shouldn't. Simply because, as we already touched up, the shipping costs are higher than than they used to be a couple of years yeah. ago, right? So having a three PL solution, whether it's in the UK or Europe, is a game changer. Simply sure. because what you can do is bulk buy your products bulk store your products into 3PL solution. The 3PL solution gives you two opportunities. It gives you one, to drip, drip feed your goods into Amazon each time you run out, you're running out of stock. So you have a constant feed into Amazon. You're never low on stock. You're ready to keep going. And then when the stock is running out on the 3PL solution, you know to when to restock exactly because the 3PL solutions will have their own software to tell you this item is running low, it's time to restock. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. At the same time, it gives you the opportunity to open up to other marketplaces simply mm -hmm. because um, there's competition to Amazon in Europe. You know, Amazon is obviously still the biggest player, but there are other marketplaces that are doing really well, especially mm -hmm. in Q4, uh, which is one of the is the most important Q um, the quarter in the year because of Christmas. You see other yeah. marketplaces really, really take off. I've have, I have a two really good examples in the UK. One being Etsy, because mm -hmm. Etsy has those quirky products that you buy your friends for Christmas. <laughs> I I go on Etsy I, as much as I love Amazon and I'm an Amazon Prime buyer myself, and I want my product the next day. When it comes to buying a present, Etsy is very original because it gives you those quirky products to buy your friends and your family. 
right? Yeah. The other one is Smith's Toy Store. Smith's Toys is a big company in the UK. Their sales go up, their trends <laughs> on their website go up by 50% through wow. because toys is the biggest part of Christmas, right? It's the yeah, yeah. biggest industries in Q4. So when it comes to diversifying where you sell your products, a 3PL solution helps you. It helps you drip feed and it helps you sell through those sales channels. And companies like Channel Advisor, Channel Engine come into it where they help you optimize your sales channels. Because mm -hmm. in Europe, especially what we've seen over the last few years, that Amazon is not the only player. You can really diversify yeah. your sales and what your product, your, your niche is. And that toy example is crazy. Obviously, it's one of the biggest industries on uh, on e-commerce. Why not sell on, on Smith's? For sure. Because it gives you extra sales. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I think and it's then, super important that, yeah. The next point is, you know how much of us knows about VAT, and I call mm -hmm. myself some sort of expert <laughs> in this. This next point, I have absolutely no <laughs> idea where to touch up, where to <laughs> understand. I know there are, are many players in our ecosystem, and you're one of the biggest ones, Vincenzo, and that's PPC and advertising. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know for a fact that this is the most important part of this seller journey because this is what's going to get your product going from page 10 to page one. And page one is incredibly important. How do you yeah. know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, PPC is is super important when it comes to selling on Amazon. I mean, it's one of the, the biggest pillars when it comes to providing towards your success when it comes to launching a product. And I feel PPC is something you, that you need to be preparing from the very beginning, uh, the same as I was explaining uh, earlier in terms of launch strategy. PPC is something you also should be uh, designing from the very beginning. Actually, in our case, we actually do it as part of our product research uh, when actually helping our clients and our current brands to keep expanding their catalog because PPC is also a good way for you to understand if you actually can compete into the niche that you want to be launching on because a big a, a big mistake that we see happening a lot and it's one of the reasons why a lot of people struggle with Amazon is because when they do the calculations when it comes to launching a product on Amazon, sometimes they, don't, they neglect the saturation or the competition you might encounter yeah. when advertising and you might encounter yourself coming up to a market with a product that costs $20, but then you realize that the cost per click on that product is four or five dollars so that means even if you have a perfect conversion you're never going to be profitable right um so that's why you need to understand this uh, from the very beginning and one of the things we do a lot when it comes to a uh, ppc is we design a, a strategy for every single product from zero so most of our uh, strategies are going to be very different from product to product and this is strictly related to the research and what the market tells us about each single product because it's easy to fall into a trap that when it comes to PPC, you just need to do what every, everybody does, which is automatic, manual campaigns, Excel, Facebook, and all of that. But actually, that can go much more deeper when it comes to strategy. I mean, you need to go to the level of understanding every single keyword 
to the bid level, understanding what difference on the bid can make you profitable or not, and how those bids can, as you mentioned, can actually bring you to the top place on page one. So you can start generating the conversion within the keywords that you have identified that work the best for your product. So over time, you can gain that organic position on page one, which is what in the long term is going to make your business profitable because PPC is not a tool designed to basically generate all the sales for your business. It's actually an aid that can be used to basically enhance and support your growth. At the end of the day, uh, when it comes to uh, having your business on Amazon, you need to understand the PPC should at the end of the day just come down to a 40, 30 percent uh, basically percentage of the total uh, bringing revenue to your business and the rest should be organic. At the beginning, that's going to be much more higher for sure. But my point here is that you shouldn't see PPC as a solution for your product, right? As a tool to enhance yourself because sometimes people think that they're failing because their PPC is failing. But realistically, sometimes the reason why PPC is failing is because there is a fundamental issue. And most of the times it's a product or it's just the, the market. You are just selling on a market that there is so much saturation and it's a race to the bottom. And regardless of the PPC strategy that you do, even if the same um, um, strategy that, that you might be seeing other brands working, it might not work with you just because of the, the product itself is not ideal. So very important you consider those points. And if you need support with that, yeah, we're more than happy to help you with that. I mean, that's what we do on a daily basis. <laughs> That's really, really good. Um, I think you, you, you. The main um, uh, phrase that you said that PPC is a need for growth. It's a need for growth, and I think that's that's a it's it's a, it's a great point. As I said, it's the mm -hmm. most important part of this journey. The next point is something that I've already touched up, and it's something that I find incredibly important, and it's actually the platforms to sell on and the new marketplaces out there. Yeah. Um, on a constant base, so the main customer base that I deal with are mainly US and the UK, mm -hmm. right? I think yeah. UK businesses are used to it. They've seen it, they've bought on different marketplaces. Yeah. For US businesses, it's really hard to comprehend because Amazon is, is, is such a big player. I would say in many ways in the US is more or less a duopoly where Walmart being such a big company, being the biggest mm -hmm. company in the world, uh, are trying to kind of eat away at that Amazon.com margin. And then you yeah. have Etsy, which is more of an alternative marketplace. As I said, it's more for those quirky type of products. But Amazon.com is such a big player in the US. In Europe, there are so many other players. Um, and not because, you know, we don't like Amazon. Amazon, I'm still, the most of the products that I buy as a, as a consumer is through Amazon. Mm -hmm. But there are other uh, marketplaces that really help. So in the UK, there's still space for eBay. Etsy is still a big player. As I already said, for toys, there's Smith's toys. There's so many, there's Frugo. There's so many, you know, on buy, so many different marketplaces. Wish, uh, you know, even rebranded to be able to target new businesses because there is genuine opportunity for all of these marketplaces. And it's important that by country that you have an each strategy because in each country, there are new marketplaces up and coming. In, in France, for example, the C discount, the Bon Coin. Um, in Spain, if you are a DIY sort of product seller, there's Mano Mano, who, which is a fantastic marketplace that's launched in the UK mm -hmm. as well. You know, these are factors to consider. In Poland, Amazon isn't the biggest marketplace and yeah. Poland is a huge country which uh, with a huge consumeristic um, population 
where Allegro is the biggest marketplace and followed up by Amazon. So it just shows there is plenty of opportunity. And as I said, again, having those companies at channel advisors really help you get those products out there as much as possible so you can sell as much as possible. Yeah. Um, and I think there's nothing wrong with diversifying, you know, uh, yeah. it, it just helps you. I think it's just another way for you to get another sale. Yeah, I would say when it comes to marketplace, yes. I mean, whichever marketplace you find that can definitely add value to your business, for sure, give it a try because I don't see it. Um, I don't see it as a as a um, extra complexity to my business, which for sure is gonna. I actually see it as a miss opportunity in terms of revenue. Yeah. Every single marketplace you're not trying is revenue that you are you are not having. So, I mean, you, you better just try that and, and give it a go because in most of our clients, actually, when we give it a test to this new marketplace that sometimes they are smaller in, in those all these countries you yeah. already mentioned, where we have partners that can help with all these smaller marketplaces, we have found that in most cases, if your product is the right product, it's actually extra revenue that is always worth the hustle um, to, to do an investment on. So definitely don't uh, close your mind just to Amazon, which we are so used to amazon because it's so easy you send inventory and that's yeah. it i mean i know you get used to that and it's yeah. addictive sometimes but for sure uh, try to give it a, a test to this other marketplace especially if you are in the usa for example walmart should be an operator uh, in latin america america libre and so on yeah. yeah great point and 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 it's a genuine truth of what you said amazon has facilitated so much that we're spoiled at the same yeah. time, Amazon can give you those difficulties that you so so sellers hate. Those those new marketplaces will not have those facilitators, but will also not have those complications they can give. So it's like a pro and con list that you really have to look into and kind of look at what's best for your product. For sure. The next point is sales analytics. And I think mm -hmm. it's very straightforward. It's something that you know how to do. Mm -hmm. And I think is the main point about it is know your data. Know yeah what's going on know your best cues know your worst cues know what to drop know what to push on ppc know what not to push on ppc yeah i think that's an incredible part of knowing your data really helps you expand the business um companies like limworks are essential i think in in many yeah. ways when you're you know developed in some sort of way i don't think it's something that is essential straight away for startups because you know, you, you are trying to get your sales up there, but once yeah. you developed, I'd say that sales analytics really pushes you and makes you understand your full range of products. Yeah, I think that the reporting is such a key thing here because a lot of times when I talk to sellers, uh, they tell me, okay, I'm making this amount of revenue, but when you ask them what is the profit, you will be surprised. A lot of them don't know. Um, and sometimes when we even do audits on the accounts, you may find a lot of people they were running negative for a long time and they never knew because they don't do the right analytics and reporting. So that's why for us, um, we try to always keep reporting on a weekly basis and monthly basis. And this is something you should also try to figure out if you don't want to hire somebody in-house and understand how to clearly uh, always have the cleanest numbers when it comes to understanding what is happening from A to Z because small things that you keep a uh, carry on in your accounting or, or or your your ppc expenses and all of that if those mistakes keep building up over time over time you easily can go into the red and and 
And by the time you figure out that could then uh, be difficult to fix and also it's gonna damage, for example, things that we're gonna be touching next, such as the exit, it can lower your multiples and things like that. So always make sure you have your business as clean as possible and do the most reporting possible. And there are so many tools out there that with a single button, they will connect with your Amazon account and you can have all those numbers. So it's there isn't an excuse of why you're not doing it. <laughs> yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. Right, we're nearly coming to the end. And the point number 10 and point number 11 are interlocked. Simply yeah. because point number 11 is the important importance of your home bank account. Give you the one that's more suited to you and give you the best rates in terms of dealing with your local market. Yeah. Secondly, is that digital wallet, that yeah. currency transfer company, companies such yeah. as Payoneer and OFX mm-hmm. are incredibly, incredibly important. Simply because as simple as when you finally get paid by Amazon, okay, you are selling in a different country, you are finally expanding to different countries and each different country has a different currency. On a weekly basis, you expanded, your product is doing well, you've done all everything, your PPC marketing campaign is working, and you don't have a currency transfer company dealing with your products and, and your sales. Every time you get paid by Amazon, Amazon is taking three to four percent on the exchange rate. Yeah, big and when you're a big seller, the, the bigger you the seller you are, the more important this is because the more you are losing if you don't have one. Yeah. And that percentage rate, you're going to be lose money regardless. That is the truth. There is no fair world when it comes to <laughs> currency change. It should be exactly what the currency exchange is on the day. But that's impossible. It's not something that you can do. So you want to pay the least amount possible. And companies such as Payoneer and NoFX yeah. do that on a regular basis. And it's not just being paid by Amazon. It's paying your, your B2B transactions, paying your suppliers. Supply- you know, mm-hmm. that's the biggest part of it. That's a, such a game changer. Um, and I think that they're incredibly essential to the part of business. In terms of your personal experience, Vincenzo, what, what have you seen? What, why are they so important? Yeah, I would say having a, um, a facilitator when it comes to dealing with multiple currency is super important, especially if you are somebody based in the UK and you have your business in USA or vice versa, because just with the transactions you can lose so much money i mean just talking about using amazon fees i mean if you don't take care of those fees and you just keep using amazon very bad conversions and on top of that the fees you're talking thousands and thousands of dollars which is money you can use to keep sourcing products you can use it for your ppc etc and this can be easily be solved by using solutions such as pioneer or ofx as you mentioned that can easily be connected with your account and they also a very good thing of these solutions that you can play around and sometimes even make money because you can play around with the um, exchange rate and just make sure you change it to the highest point uh, or when is the is the biggest uh, maybe difference in in currencies and you can even sometimes they get the biggest buck uh, on, on your money so definitely is something that everybody is if it's doing online business should happen into their daily operations yeah. absolutely and finally we come to the final point and we're nearly done as well with with these steps and it's possibly the mo- one of the most important ones simply because most businesses that are in our ecosystem aspire to do this eventually mm-hmm. and everyone everyone does because 
you want that big money payout. You do, and, yeah. that's, and that's completely fair because you put in so much hard work to creating what you created so far, and that is exiting the business. Yeah. And I think in our ecosystem, there are two magic words that everyone loves. Everyone, well, not loves hearing, but is so used to hearing now. One is aggregator, and two is multiple. The multiple one is the one <laughs> that you really want to hear. Is is the one that you want to be as big as possible. Yeah. And I find our ecosystem so crazy for the amount of aggregators that are there, simply because there are so many businesses and so many funds that are ready to invest in businesses and are ready to really give you this opportunity. So I deal with aggregators on a daily basis because I've asked and how with one, the acquisition model in terms of understanding what the best multiple is actually to give to each company. We also deal with so many brands that do plan on exiting so we can help out with, okay, this company, this, this aggregate is actually acquiring right now. Is this an opportunity that you're, you're looking for? Yeah. So we help out with that. At the same time, aggregators have given us obviously a lot of business because it's in aggregators best business in best interest to have an efficient expansion for the business they acquire because their job is not just to acquire them but to actually to keep them growing and, and keep them growing until they eventually sell the the business as well so what experience have you seen in terms of exiting because i know you have your mm -hmm. own experience and you know how to help business exit yeah, when it comes to exit, I would say number one advice uh, for all Amazon sellers watching this is from the very beginning, run your business as if you're going to exit tomorrow. And the reason why I say this is because one of the main reasons we see people not getting the best deal when it comes to exiting is always because they didn't have the, uh, the all the processes in, in, in place, their bookings were a mess, their taxes, everything. That's where actually a bus can help you from the very beginning to be ready for exit because I will say, if you don't have that mindset from the very beginning, then you might end up doing decisions when it comes to expansion, uh, strategy, and, and so on, that can definitely lower what, what we call the multiple and the exit value. Yeah. And that's something we actually try to advise our, our clients on a daily basis. And, and we actually have had a lot of, of clients and and then work with some aggregators to help for uh, exiting these brands because we have found that one of the main struggle is uh, preparing their business in terms of strategy and just to give an example of what i mean by strategy is that when you're preparing for exit it can be very easy to then a uh, call a uh, fall into the trap of thinking oh to get the biggest multiple in my business i need to have a, a, as many things going on as possible then you start doing like let's say you're amazon seller you start doing things like you open your shopify account you start doing yeah. social media ads and all of that and then uh, I bet you guys have seen this. It's like uh, if you start pouring all these expenses into your business and then realistically they're not giving a positive ROI, then you're actually giving a bad image about yeah. the potential proof that uh, the business could reach in the long term. Because if you didn't have anything in the first place, it's easier to sell it to investors saying, oh, we haven't tested this. So there's a, a potential here for you to grow the brand further. But if you show them that you tried and didn't work out, oh, no. <laughs> It's negative for you. So those are small yeah. things that a professional like us and of us can help you with. And it's definitely uh, important you consider this from the very beginning so you can get the, the best money on your business when you exit. Yeah, I think great points. Uh, the multiple that you get is completely related to the efficiency of your business. Mm -hmm. It's not who does the biggest jumps and the biggest yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not about that. It's about 
efficiency. The, the less <laughs> an aggregator has to change, the yeah. more they're willing to pay. That is yeah. from experience that I've seen from the businesses that have been taken over or we've we've helped to be, be taken over. It's not about sure. the jumps. It's not about who shouts the loudest. It's not about who is out there the most. It's about efficiency. The more efficient you are, the better your multiple will be. So sure. uh, and that's from experience. Vincenzo, I thank you so much for having me on this. I've wanted to be on this for a long while. <laughs> I hope pleasure. I didn't bore you because I didn't want to go on the VAT and then the... No, I love it. On. We did yeah. say we were going to do 30 minutes, but it's gone to that 45 minutes. <laughs> but actually, we didn't go too much in depth either. So it just shows you how much sellers have to think about to really succeed. And it's not an easy part. And I'll go back to the point I said at the start about outsourcing. Avask is here to help. Ecomt is there to help. On many of these points that we made, we can help out in so many ways. And having the right person to outsource to, as Vincenzo said, is so important as well. So we are willing to have that conversation. Should we be the right person? We are more than happy to help. And I do that on a daily basis for, for business expanding. And I know you do that too. And that is the last point I wanted to make. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. I think this kind of content is definitely so important in, in the space because there are so many people that are getting started or they already got started and they feel sometimes a little bit lost. And these points for sure are going to be a very nice roadmap to help you understand what you're doing or maybe what you're not doing right. And then if you want to reach out, we'll be more than happy to, you know, explore possibilities and make sure that we can discuss how we can add value to your business. So in the meantime, Piero, I want to thank you and also all of us team. And I'm sure we're going to be doing much more content like this to keep supporting Amazon sellers. So thank Can't you. Can't wait. Can't wait. Thank yeah. you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Bye. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce lab by Ecomc. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode while you are at it. We would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.